Democrats finish up their opening statements, which took all of 16 hours, and their case looks very weak. The Republicans, uh, the uh, Trump uh, defense team is taking over. I'm actually watching it right now. And they're wowing everything. They are just beating the garbage out of them. The Mandalorian is having a casting change. Might be time to stop watching some Disney. Rest in peace, Aunt Jemima. And it's hard to believe that this gal and others like her can vote. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. It's a Friday. Okay, yeah, I didn't do my podcast yesterday, and I... It's just I'm too busy watching this stupid uh, impeachment thing. And it's not getting any better. It's For the Democrats, they finished on Thursday, yesterday, and it's it's going really bad. We're going to talk about their... We're going to talk about what they're doing. And I, I personally think this is over by probably Saturday or Sunday, depending on witnesses, which they're going to debate about. I think they'll probably debate about it tomorrow, but that's a guess. I don't know when this whole thing is going to end. But first things first, I need to talk about news because this is a shocker. Uh, uh, A direct aide to Governor Cuomo, Andrew Cuomo in New York, has admitted that they were hiding, I, I, I kid you not, they were hiding statistics from the media on the number of COVID deaths in rest homes. This is huge. Uh, People, this just happened last night. More information is coming out today on Friday. Uh, I want to hold off on this until we hear absolutely everything. Uh, Again, there are people already jumping and saying Cuomo should be investigated. Cuomo should resign. Things. I I don't want to get into that garbage because I haven't even heard what this guy or gal actually said. So we need to take a look at what's going on. I don't know what the numbers are. I, I hear the numbers are as high as like 10,000 more deaths than were initially reported. That would have taken the death toll in rest homes due to Chris uh, Andrew Cuomo's asinine policies up to like 20,000. So I, I want to I read more. I just don't know enough about it. So as Dan Bongino says, if you're not sure, wait 24 hours. Well, good news is I'm going to get a weekend to listen to this. Uh, I might actually do a podcast on Sunday on this Times article because I think it's important to read. But let's get into the defense, the uh, prosecution in the Trump trial. Um, Unfortunately, the Stephen Crowder show decided not to uh, pay attention to the Trump uh, trial both impeachment trial, both on Wednesday and Thursday. So I had to watch it on my own. I'm watching it today. I feel several college classes melting away and my IQ dropping like a rock because this is just so freaking stupid. Um, the uh, Trump, the Trump defense is is they sucked on Tuesday when they were trying to talk about the constitutionality. Um, they're rocking it today. They're absolutely destroying this whole thing today. And I can't see how this doesn't end up 100 to nothing. But of course, it's all about hatred, which is half of what they're saying. But let's talk about the Democrats' defense. Because the the, um, Trump uh, defense team is probably going to take today, and they're going to be done. There was talk they would be four, maybe five hours, and that's it. And they should be. We'll talk about that. 
Uh, the problem the Democrats are having is they're, they're not running this like a trial. They're blustering. They're using heavily edited videos to drive, I think, a new narrative that they believe will be enough to convict Trump in the Senate. I find this a little weird because the edited videos are typically not great evidence for conviction, which I think the Democrats are really cynically using this stuff. And I really don't like it. I, I, I really, I hate this. This is not a trial. This is a pure political process. So here's what I got in the last two days. Uh, last two days. Um, one of the first things I noticed is that the prosecution keeps saying incitement. They keep repeating the words incitement, insurrection, and overwhelming evidence. They also throw words like facts over and over and over again. But in the 16 hours I actually watched, and that's a lot, I, I lied. I lied. Excuse me. Someone beat me. I watched about 12 hours of it. They haven't proved anything. They haven't thrown any facts. They haven't thrown any evidence. I'm sorry. I saw the videos. I saw the videos. The videos were truly terrible. They were truly emotional. They were violent. Um, I think you don't realize how much damage these people did until you look at those videos. But they were heavily edited. They were heavily directed. You could tell someone actually designed these. And this is not proof. Okay. Showing a hit and run, showing the dead body over and over and over and over again is not proof that the guy who is being accused actually hit the guy. There's no proof here. Showing the video of the result is not necessarily proof of the condition that created the uh, tragedy in the first place. But they keep showing these videos, and literally, I think it's five or six they showed, that didn't really show any evidence Trump did this. They just showed the aftermath. This is, I think this is weak tea. Really weak tea. And I think a lot of this, if a prosecution actually showed a heavily edited video to a jury, it wouldn't even get to the jury's eyes because the defense would sit there and say, you can't show that. That's just um, prejudicial. You're not really showing anything here. Why don't you show, show the evidence? And if there is some evidence in the videos or you have evidence that says that proves that Trump did something, then you can show the results. So the natural progression in a trial is to actually show the evidence and then show the results that the evidence um, states, and that's that's a good thing, and that's very common in a it's very common in a trial. The problem is these videos do not show all the evidence, and they do not show. As a matter of fact, they hide certain parts of the evidence. And we're going to get to that because the Democrats have been hiding a lot, and and. I mean, badly, badly. And I think this whole thing, especially at the end, the 16 hours, I know these guys want to stand up there and they want to, they want to, um, what did they call it? They want to sit back and make a big thing out of this. And a lot of these guys are going to use a lot of these videos to show like Raskin in his next election. He's going to use these videos to show that he fought the power, even though he is the power. 
of Trump, he's going to, they're going to use this. A lot of grandstanding is what I'm getting to. But um, the grandstanding might have, and so far as I'm watching the defense, a lot of this grandstanding might have opened up a lot of holes in their arguments. And I think that this is, it's going to end up being probably 55 to 45 Trump doesn't get impeached, doesn't get convicted. Maybe 54, 46. I'm going to have a hard time wondering whether the Republicans that actually vote for impeachment are actually worth anything, right? I it, it's If Mitt Romney, after watching the defense and after watching the prosecution, the impeachment managers, and Mitt Romney still votes to impeach Trump, I, I you, you've got to sit back and say, well, Mitt Romney has like 75% of Democrats that like him. So you, you know Mitt Romney is not really a Republican. But all these videos did not prove anything, especially, for example, they left out the peacefully and patriotically protest. They left that comment out. This is where, and I'm probably going to mix some things up here because I wrote this script yesterday. It took me a long time to write. But one of the things the defense did is say, um, this is what he actually said. So they had mentioned, Trump had mentioned the word fight like 22 times. And one of the things they did was they said, yeah, but listen to the context. Now listen to the entire speech. And they actually had a montage of every time Trump mentioned fight. And it was not let's destroy the country when he said fight. It was um, uh, fight for get people out of office, things like that. So again, when you have, when you do not put any type of conceptual ideas on what he said, it's it's really going to be bad for you. The other problem the Democrats have, insurrection and incitement are actually quite specific. Trump must make a call either explicitly or implicitly to violence. He never did that in his speech. He never did that in his speech. He's never ever done that in his tweets. And this is something that is, for example, if the impeachment lawyers took this into a courtroom, it would be thrown out by the judge. The violence did happen. Trump didn't help it. I mean, let's call it what it is. He didn't help it. But did he specifically call for violence? Well, the answer in the evidence, the all the facts and evidence that the uh, impeachment managers said that they actually provided, the answer is no. It's not there. Trump has to literally say either... Go over there, storm that Capitol building, or that's an explicit call for incitement. Or he has to implicitly say it, which would be, I wouldn't be surprised if you guys storm that uh, Capitol building. That's implicitly citing an attack on the Capitol. Unless he does something like that, which he didn't, you got to throw this out right away. They're pushing that Trump actually knew that this was going to happen. Nobody knew this was going to happen. As a matter of fact, something that uh, the Democrats got caught lying in, Trump didn't even know it was happening while it was happening. And there's evidence, and there are people, there are Republicans saying, no, that's, no, he didn't know. He was surprised it was happening. So the thing with that two hours after Trump actually started releasing tweets and started, and released that video, at the point, 
he had said he didn't know, and now there's actually witnesses in the Senate that say he actually didn't know. Uh, which is going to be another problem is whether or not, whether or not this, and by the way, the Republicans didn't know. No one knew. Trump didn't know. Nobody knew it was going to happen. You know what? It's never happened before. Um, they started talking about whether other countries, what other countries actually thought about this issue, saying that this was enough to impeach Trump. They did. They, they, they quoted Merkel from Germany. They quoted the, the Mexican president. I can't remember his name. They quoted the Chinese press. Do you think this is an honest-to-God argument for impeaching Trump? This is evidence for impeaching Trump? But that's what they did. They threw that in there. Do you think most Trump supporters, including those in the Senate, and I would think even some of the never-Trumpers and the um, kind of squished Republicans are going to say, uh, that's not really a thing. Uh, giving a damn what China says? You mean the same China that invaded Hong Kong and is committing genocide against the Uyghurs? We care what they think? This is, this is, this is going to be a weak tea for the Republicans. Uh, I'm not sure why this was even... They spent like an hour on this. I don't know why they decided to bring this up. Um, for some reason, they brought up white supremacy. Now, the FBI and the DHS have been doing the investigations. They have been arresting people. Not once was white supremacy actually mentioned. They said there were alt-right groups. They, they had mentioned QAnon. There were a, few, there were a bunch of the, the 200 that actually uh, invaded were actually um, QAnon supporters, but there's very but there was no evidence this had anything to do with white supremacy. But this is all about the narrative that the Democrats want to use when it comes to this impeachment trial. Trump's a white supremacist. A bunch of white supremacists broke into the Capitol building. Trump again the whole I haven't heard this term. Uh, I think I heard it once. The dog whistle thing. Trump said, go over and peacefully and patriotic, patriotically protest, and that's a dog whistle for break in and destroy the Capitol. I, I don't know. Trump did connect, and they even brought up things like the fact that Trump, or their fact that Trump never condemned white supremacy, and they even brought up Charlottesville. Well, here's a story. Trump did condemn white supremacy hundreds of times. They just did not accept the fact that he condemned white supremacy. And here's something other that's really wild. Um, what did Charlottesville have to do with this? And that's kind of a big deal because they, they keep bringing up that, they keep bringing up tweets from 2015. Are they saying that Trump actually was planning this in 2016, 2015. It's just... By the way, in the um, in the Charlottesville speech, which was not a great speech, and again, Trump is clumsy and not very good with his words, Trump did condemn white supremacists. Uh, he did it in the speech. The, the speech was edited to be taken out of context by the media. Finally, Ted Lieu of California put it best. 
if they don't commit uh, convict Trump, he said this. That's why Ted Lieu, I was shocked he actually got thrown in there. If they don't commit Trump, if they don't convict Trump, he will run for president again. I huh? So there was a very interesting. This is not a reason for impeachment, by the way, just because he'll run again. In that case, we should impeach the opponents of your candidate should be impeached every time because that'll guarantee that that person can't run again. They're not they're making up crimes so they can make it so that he won't run again. By the way, he's going to be 78 in 2024. If you folks honestly believe President Trump is going to run again, you're insane. He's not going to run again. He's out of politics. He's out of politics forever. He's going to do other things. He has no interest in running again. But this is not a reason to impeach the president or convict the president. But the fact that they brought this up really just shows their hatred of Trump. And by the way, there's the other problem. It's not constitutional. He's not president. I'm saying impeach the president. Yeah, he was president at the time. Um, The conviction right now, the trial right now, he is actually not... Okay, uh, he is not actually president right now. So this whole thing is stupid. But let's take a look what we can take from this whole thing. First off that I take, and this is a major thing that bothers me because I did study law for a while and was really interested in this. Um, They're not following any legal principles. They're actually using rhetoric instead of legal principles. They're calling emotion evidence. I understand that this trial is political, but being able to say words well doesn't mean that someone is guilty of something. Legal principles of testimony and evidence must be part of this process. process. Grandstanding is not evidence and not worthy to convict anyone. You need to prove a person did what they did. And that did not happen. All they used was rhetoric. Through the rhetoric, the Democrats are trying to make this thing into a common sense argument. Trump is guilty and everyone knows it. They, they haven't pro- uh, given any evidence why he's guilty. Um, it's common sense. It's not an argument. That's not evidence. And if I need evidence, that doesn't mean I don't have any common sense. This is a kind of insulting strategy. Wave the shiny object, and the we dupes will miss the point and forget about it. You know, the evidence that they need. So they'll call us idiots if we don't see this as common sense. That's what I mean by they see us as dupes. They're also talking about how our democracy almost ended and is in danger if Trump would be would be allowed to run again in seven in 2024. Again, I don't think he'll run. That is just a crop of crap. Our democracy is fine. It was never in danger. 200 people were acting like idiots left and the Senate went back to work right after they had left. Not these idiots. Half half these half unemployed and living dead parents are now being arrested. Okay, I'm sorry. Now these idiots are being arrested and prosecuted. As they should be. And this was nowhere near being a coup. A coup is a military takeover of the government because, theoretically, the military thinks that the government has become corrupt. 
There was no cuckoo here. But the Democrats need to make this into as much a disaster as they can. What I'm afraid of is they're politicians, squish, squish Republicans, never Trumpers, and possibly a couple of the dumber politicians, because I think politicians are idiots. I, I don't think they're as smart as they think they are, might love to hear this kind of language and might be swayed by it. Now, hearing the defense team, I don't think that's a thing. So I think it's going to be done after this. And by the way, um, the Democrats have effed up pretty seriously. So on Wednesday, on, uh, Wednesday, was it Wednesday? Yes, it was Wednesday night, right before they actually shut down the uh, conversation, the debates, or the prosecution. Um, there was an objection by David Lee over David Sicilian, Sicilians, a Democratic from Rhode Island, argument about a conversation that Lee, Trump, and another senator had. And Lee walked up and said, that's flat out not true. Now, the big problem, and what ended up, listen, well, hold on. Just just listen to this, because Raskin's response was pretty cool. I liked it. So listen to this. Statements were attributed to me moments ago by the House impeachment managers statements relating to the content of conversations between a phone call involving President Trump and Senator Tuberville mm -hmm. were not made by me. They're not accurate. And they're contrary to fact. I move pursuant to Rule 16 that they be stricken from the record. Sir, I appeal the ruling of the chair. What may I ask is the ruling of the chair. My point was not about whether it's appropriate for them to make characterizations. My point was to strike them because they were false. Impeachment manager, Mr. Cicilline, correctly and accurately quoted a newspaper account, um, which the distinguished senator uh, has taken objection to. So we're happy to withdraw it on the grounds that, that it is uh, on the grounds that it is not true. Um, and we are going to repeated it, too. Okay, we're going to withdraw it this evening and without any prejudice to the ability to resubmit it, if possible, and then we can debate it if we need it, but it's not, it's, this is much ado about nothing because it's not critical in any way to our case. You're not the Thank one you. being cited as a witness, sir. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. So, basically, Raskin had to openly admit that they only got, the only evidence that this actually happened was from a newspaper article. He refused to say that it wasn't untrue. Mike Lee is in the background screaming because it's a lie. It's not true. Raskin says, okay, we're going to dismiss it because it, it's not true. And then freaking Lee says, well, Sision said it like three times and it wasn't true. And then for some reason, Raskin decided to excuse it by saying, well, it's not really necessary for a case. And the question, here's the problem that the Democrats are going to have here. If it wasn't important to your case, why'd you use it? it and, and to be honest, it sounds like kind of direct evidence that you're using, which is probably the only, and it's not even direct evidence. evidence. It's, 
it's uh, I can't remember what it's called, but it's it's indirect evidence, which usually would be over overruled. And why would you use it? The only thing they have. And then Mike Lee at the end saying, the guy saying, well, it's probably not true. And it, he, 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 it could be not true, but we can have further. And he said, you're not a witness. It would have been a good thing if you'd called Mike Lee. I think I called him David Lee. But if you would have called Mike Lee and had him testify. But they couldn't do that because he wouldn't, it wouldn't have, uh, have done anything. So here's the question. And this wasn't the only, this wasn't the only thing they did. They were apparently bringing up uh, tweets that Trump used or treats, tweets that Trump um, uh, retweeted from 2015, which has absolutely nothing to do with what happened on January 6, 2021. They had even gone in and edited tweets. The Democrats are lying. The impeachment managers are lying and it's been caught. And you're not hearing anything from CNN. You're not hearing anything from any news. Um, the Trump, the 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 Trump uh, defense team doesn't need to do much. They need to show a video with Democrats actually inciting violence. They need to show the actual Trump speech, which they've already done. They need to keep pushing that this trial is un unconstitutional, which, as we speak, as I speak right now, they're doing, and they're doing a great job, by the way. That attorney who really screwed it up, uh, screwed the pooch on Tuesday, is doing a fantastic job. They need to point out there is not one shred of evidence to prove that Trump actually did what he did, which they've been doing. Then they need to get off the podium. This is why the impeachment managers have failed again. They overspoke. They kept talking and talking and talking. The Trump defense team does not need to talk. All they need to do is show a bunch of videos and get off the podium. Don't weave the rope to hang yourself. And the way you do that when you're a lawyer is by talking too much. Move on. I'm not even sure. They I, Honestly, I'm a little surprised. I'm not even sure they had to put on a defense. I think they could have actually won this case without putting on any type of defense. Well, I'm getting a little short on time. I really wanted to talk about the story with... Um, with uh, Gina Carano, who is the star of The Mandalorian, the female star of The Mandalorian. Uh, and we're going to do that, but I think I might wait for this one. I might actually do another podcast Monday, because I think this is a big story. Or a podcast on Sunday, because I think this is a big story. I might do it tomorrow, just make it a real short podcast. But I'm running out of time, and these are two really funny stories that I've actually been holding up. Okay, the first thing I want to do is I would like to say rest in peace, Aunt Jemima. She is now a relic of the past. Now, what happened was uh, PepsiCo, which owns the Aunt Jemima products, has decided they needed to rebrand re Aunt Jemima because Aunt Jemima was seen as a, as a racist symbol. So the... <laughs> so... Um, in their genius, which I'm sure this is going to be thrown out, and I'm going to start doing the social justice warrior thing because you can see how stupid it is. Uh, PepsiCo has announced that the Pearl Milling Company 
name will actually replace Aunt Jemima. I haven't actually seen the logo yet. I really don't care. I don't like syrup, so I don't eat it anyway. Now, where do you think I'm going to go with this? What a racist thing to do. Pearls are white, last I checked, and they're considered beautiful. And anything white can't be beautiful. You've got to love cancel culture. I could actually be really good at cancel culture because I can sit back and make crap up left and right. And this is, wow. And then here's another really stupid story. You'll love this one. And this is why I want to, I'm going to skip the Corano. Uh, I'm going to skip the Corano story till later. Uh, there's a, this, this, I guess she's an Instagram star named Tessica Brown from Louisiana. <laughs> okay. So let, let me give you the story, and then I'll let Tessica explain, Tessica, wow, uh, explain the actual story. So Tessica was one day, she woke up, and on Instagram, she uses a lot of um, products. She's heavily got a lot of makeup, I mean, eyelashes that, from Louisiana, she can actually tickle my neck in California, I mean... Just really dolled up all the time. And I guess what she does is she does a lot of makeup stuff and a lot of uh, uh, today's generation crap. I don't know what people, I don't want, I don't, I barely do any freaking uh, social media these days. But she's supposed to be moderately popular. Well, she decided one day she was going to do her hair and she was doing her hair. And she had product, a product that actually went in. And, um, uh, to, to make sure that her hair stayed in shape. Well, there was a problem. She ran out of that product and she was going out, of course, because, you know, probably didn't have a job, but she was going to go out. So she needed to use something else. Well, I don't know if you'll understand this. I'll finish the story after, but let's listen to what Tessica actually did. Hey, y'all. But those of y'all that know me know my hair has been like this for about a month now. It's not by choice. No, it's not by choice. When I do my hair, I like to, you know, finish it off with a little got the big glue spray. You know, just to keep it in place. Well, I didn't have any more got the big glue spray, so I used this. Gorilla glue spray. Bad, bad, bad idea. Y'all, look. My hair, it don't move. You hear what I'm telling you? It don't move. I've washed my hair 15 times and it don't move. Stiff wear. Woo! My hair. So I'm going to tell y'all like this. If you ever, ever run out of got to be glue spray, don't ever, ever use this unless you want your hair to be like that. I truly believe Tessica's generation, the generation of the Instagram, social networking, their cell phones, instead of calling them Gen whatever, they should call them just Gen Duh. They are getting so freaking stupid. It's not even funny. And they're getting stupid because of the generation, uh, because of the things they're actually embracing. I do not understand it. It seems absolutely insane to me that these people are 
I, I don't know. I don't know. So if you didn't hear it, um, she actually, instead of using hair product, she actually used Gorilla Glue, which is the second strongest glue. And some say it's stronger than super glue in her hair to make it hold in place. Well, surprise, um, apparently when you spray super glue into your hair or Gorilla Glue into your hair, it's really good glue and it doesn't come off. It is so thick that it requires surgery to remove. So some doctor in California has decided that, has determined that it will probably cost about $12,000 to actually surgically remove, <laughs> think about this, surgically removes the Gorilla Glue from her hair. Now here's what I don't, here's, here's something I always want you to remember. Uh, who is the fool? The fool or the fool that follows him? Okay, I don't know where that came from. I want to say it was a Star Trek episode. Oh no, Star Wars, same thing. Okay. Um, Je Tessica actually went on social media, started a uh, online fundraiser and fundraised $17,000. So there were idiots out there that actually gave her money to get her head fixed because of the stupid freaking thing that she did. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. And then they wonder if America is the greatest country in the world. The America's the greatest country in the world because you have so much income. You can give this idiot money so that she can get her head fixed because she started dumping super glue in her hair. Incredible. In freaking incredible. I had to play that one. I never wanted to get rid of the Gina Carano article, but I had to. So I'm probably going to have to have a podcast tomorrow. I could not keep that from you. Okay, um, you can follow me. I don't know. You can follow me on Twitter and on Parlor if you want. Uh, I'm not Parlor's still down, so I really don't see the point of discussing it. But uh, and Twitter, I really don't give a damn if you follow me. I'll always say that I'm still on Twitter. I go on Twitter every day. I love it. Um, but it's they're gonna eventually waste me. Uh, you can download or listen to this podcast on uh, Apple Podcast, Podbean. Podcast Addict, Stitcher, and YouTube. I am trying to, to create kind of a studio so I can actually post video and you can see how ugly I am on YouTube. But it'll come. It'll come. Um, I'm still a little shy to do it and it takes a lot of work, but I've got some time. Uh, you can visit my website at www.dumbassestalkingpolitics.com where you can read all my links. You can read uh, my show notes. You can see all the video and audio. This is Gene. I hope you have a great weekend. This is Gene. Thanks for listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics.